0: to another trade on sports and focused on football betting podcast as usual i'm joined by jimmy Kempton. how are you doing jimmy yeah not too bad thanks pete just back in from uh blood and
1: thunders type uh, league one derby between my beloved lincoln and rotherham very entertaining game. ended one apiece ah good stuff <laughs> I believe your Peterborough boys
0: are in action as well, but I won't ask you how they got well, on. I mean, they're, they're, they've, they've conceded nine goals in the past two matches, so I think that's all you Did you they need.
1: score
0: 11? No, unfortunately not. Uh, you probably didn't pick many points up then. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, talking about the football, we, I, I have, I, uh, let's go, I'll, I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll go on to the free service. I'll have a quick discussion about that first. Yeah. Well, not a discussion, I'll we'll just... Tell people what's going on NFL has been brilliant uh I I our, the trade on sports ratings started well Matt's had a well a great start to the NFL your football's going steady but my the, the trade on sports football ratings is as is, it is, has put a bit of a sort of you know that's what's you know lowering it down a little bit but I'm sure it will turn around though of but, course
1: it will, Peter. And the key is always check your emails because I didn't read Matt's email at the weekend. So I missed out on those three uh, those three winners from three bets.
0: Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's that's really good. That's great. I mean, and the great thing is uh, when you take everything into consideration, I also in our results, I also include this podcast where we're, we're we're about scratch. So it's not bad. Yeah,
1: it was ticking along, having a bit of fun, having a few wages, not losing money. That's all that matters. Yeah,
0: I mean, it's it, it's, it's it's but like I say it's it's a strange one though. Strange start to this season, but uh, you know, like I say, I'm sure I'm sure it will turn around.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I, I think the beginning of this season's been very tricky with sort of you know COVID over the last year and, and the, in certain get. Games and sports like the NFL, not much of a preseason. Football preseason has been very curtailed. And I think the form lines are just beginning to materialize there across all
0: the leagues. Right, let's uh, let's make a start on it then. Um, we start on Friday night this week. Uh, Newcastle against Leeds. Uh, Leeds won this fixture 2-1 uh, last season. Uh, home to mid-table finishing sides. Newcastle's record reads 1-2, drawn 4, lost 4. And it's a, a, a 4-1. They're coming up for 4-1 defeat away at Manchester United. Leeds away at mid-table finishing sides. 1-3, drawn 3, lost 4. Coming up for a 3-0 defeat. At home to Liverpool. Poor, poor defeat that for Leeds, I thought. Newcastle conceded at least two in their opening four matches. Uh, There's some slight value, Leeds, minus a quarter, but uh, I'm not interested in taking that. Well, personally,
1: Pete, uh, um, packed St James's Park on a Friday night. I wouldn't be touching Leeds here as a favourite. Not even convinced they should be favourite. I'm just having a quick look at the line now. And, you know, they're even money on the minus a quarter line. I think that's a very short price. They did win both meetings of the teams last season. They won 2-1 at St James's Park. But they've yet to win a game this season, Pete. And they've conceded 11 goals. I'm not wanting to trust any team away from home that are conceding on average nearly three goals a game. Check my fantasy team. Callum Wilson, out last week for Newcastle, got a 50% chance of playing in this game, according to the fantasy app. I know we're four days out. He makes a big difference to this Newcastle side. The goal line has trended down from an opening line of three to two and three quarters. If Wilson plays, Pete, I think I'll probably take the over in this game, the over two and three quarter goals, because while they've conceded 23 goals between them this, this season so far, yeah, I like a bit of the over, but it's contingent
0: on Wilson starting. Right, next up, we've got uh, Wolves against Brentford. Uh, Wolves at home to promoted size. One six drawn, one lost one. That's a good record, that is, really. They come off a 2-0 victory away at Watford. Brentford... They've drawn their foot opening two away games, so they've been quite resilient. They come off for a 1-0 home defeat, though, at home to Brighton. Both teams have scored only once in the both sides' opening four matches. So, in other words, in the eight matches, these teams have been involved. It only one has seen both teams to score. And also, there's been no more than two goals. I sense there's some small value uh, back in Brentford to avoid defeat. but But again, I'm going to leave this game alone.
1: Well, the, the long-term trends, Pete, suggest on this plus half a goal line, there is a little bit of value now. It did open minus a quarter, but Wolves' f- oh, well, final, oh, final first win of the season against Watford has pushed this line out to half. Newly promoted sides have gone 31, 42 and 66 away to bottom half play sides. And that's what I'm going to class Wolves. So that's effectively 73, 66 on this line. A bit like you, Pete, a lean to Brentford here, but it's with no real conviction at all. It's really early in the season to start making big judgments on these teams. Early on in the season, we thought everybody was saying Wolves have been so unlucky by the XG metrics yeah, so unlucky that they haven't managed to score a goal. Now they've finally got it and they've scored twice and they're suddenly a half-goal favourite against a well-organised, well-motivated Bees team not having it, keeping away from this game completely.
0: Burnley v Arsenal next. Uh, uh, recent heads-to-heads, uh, Burnley and one there has been two draws. Arsenal have won three. Uh, home to top finishing sides, Burnley's record reads one naught drawn three, lost seven. They're coming a 3-1 defeat away at Everton last night. Arsenal away at uh, bottom half finishing sides. It's a pretty good record, really. One seven draw, one lost two. They come for one nil uh, victory. Hard for one nil victory at home to Norwich. Arsenal they've been poor this year, really. That they, they, they've scored one and conceded nine. Burnley they've only failed to score in, in in one of their matches this season. That was away at Liverpool. Again, no value in the line. I, I would sort of lean towards the away side, but God knows what's going to happen in this game, really. What do we normally say about Burnley? Yeah, the that, that, these sort of losing 1-0, it's very, you know, hard-fought games. But, when, but when, we, when we talk about them, when we say, oh, these are the types of games that
1: Burnley lose, we, we talk about them when they take on the really good, strong elite yes, sides. Yes, yes. And, and Arsenal have got a minus-eight goal difference. they limped over the line against Norwich. This is the master tactician taking on Mikel Arteta. Arsenal have only scored once in the last three meetings of the sides. And as you quite rightly point out here, I think is it Burnley have scored in three of the four games yeah, this yeah. they've played in. We yeah. know that Dyche will spend all week focusing on what Arsenal can't do. And I, I think Burnley will probably find a way to score here. And the question then becomes, what's made you think from what you've seen of Arsenal so far this season that they're capable of scoring twice? I mean, I'm not going to make a bet in this game, but I think it is a very brave man. If you think of it in in those terms, that Dyche will probably find a way to prey on the, the weaknesses of Arsenal. And if he does, can Arsenal score twice? I'm not
0: convinced they can. Yeah, yeah. Liverpool Palace next. Uh, Liverpool have been dominant in this fixture, as you'd probably expect. They've won four of the last five with Palace winning one. At home to mid-table sides, Liverpool's record reads 1-7, drawn two, lost one, Pretty decent record, coming for three 0 victory away at Leeds. Palace away at top six sides, one one drawn, two lost seven. They're coming off a very good three nil victory at home to Spurs. Liverpool this season they've been very good. They scored nine, they've only conceded one match goal in their. They're only four matches. However, when uh, top six finishing sides host um, um, uh, mid table finishing sides, hundred sixty six home wins, forty four draws, thirty away wins. When we look at the the the, the you know, winning by 61 of the matches, were one by three goals, 50 by two and 129 were one goal losses or, or better draws win for the away side. I think there's some good value, Palace, and I've backed Palace plus two goals. The line is now minus one and three quarter goals. I'd, I, I wouldn't say get on that, but I've backed them plus two goals. But that is not a selection, though.
1: Oh, look at you showing off, getting on, <laughs> your,
0: getting on your early line. Well, well, I, I, I will say one thing. Just, to, just while we're at it, um, some of these selections that we're coming up with, um, on this podcast, I have noticed we are getting in early. we we you know, the lines tend to come in, but the, the the prices are coming in, which suggests we're doing something right. Yeah, it's, it's
1: always good to see if the the money after we've spoken, whether I'm sure it's probably not dependent on what we're, we're predicting, but we are tending to be on a lot more the right side of the line moves and the price moves than the wrong side. And as you quite rightly say, Pete, this line opened at two. Now, it's moved from two to one and three quarters. In my mind, I'm thinking, oh, yeah, people have reacted to Palace's win against Spurs. Okay. Let's look at that. Spurs went down to 10 men with half an hour to go. Palace scored three times in the final 15 minutes. Good win. Really good win for Palace. But that game didn't sort of happen on its own. The following day, Liverpool went to Ellen Road and dismantled Leeds 3-0. Yet the line has still moved in Palace's favour now. Clearly, the market and punters are putting a lot more faith and sort of emphasis on that Palace result than that Liverpool result, but I think that was an excellent result for Liverpool, Pete. Yes. Man, um, yeah, they've won the last eight straight meetings of these sides, including the last three, where they've won by a combined scoreline of 13 to nil. Now this line has come back into minus one and three quarters, I think you've got to have a little bit of buyers beware if you look into back Palace, but plus the two, Pete, You know, we're in the midst of a Champions League campaign now. All those other things where managers will be thinking about sort of chopping and changing lineups. Then, yeah, the
0: the price you've got, the line you've got, that's a decent bet. City, Southampton next. And uh, City have had the better of this, as you'd expect. They've won four. There's been one draw. Southampton, not one. However, the line, minus two and a quarter goals. So, a lot to cover there. City at, at home to bottom half. Finishing size 1-9 drawn, one lost. Nought coming for one nil victory away at Leicester. Good win that, really, for City. Southampton away at top six sides. 1-2 two drawn, two lost six. Coming off a nil nil draw at home to West Ham. City, their home form this season. They've scored 10 conceded. Nought. Southampton away from the two matches, scored three, conceded five. So this suggests there could be goals in this game. 300 matches when um, uh, top six sides have faced bottom half sides. 95 times there's been a, a victory by three or more goals. 65 by two and 140. The away side are covered. No real value in the line, my racing suggests again. But I think this could be a high-scoring game. Me too, Pete. Now... What do you think of Southampton? Well, they used to be reasonable away from home, didn't they, against the better sides. I'm not so sure now. Because I've written down in
1: my notes, just in general, and we're not talking about this game specifically, but is this line too large for a game between an elite side and what you'd call an established Premier League team? It's a big line, isn't it? You know, we're not talking about them taking on a newly promoted team or somebody who's stayed up one season and hanging on. They've been in the Premier League for, what, 10, 11, however many years. They're an established Premier League side and they've scored in the last five Premier League visits to the Etihad. I don't think, if you're looking to Batman City in this game, you can't lay two and a quarter goals if you think Southampton are going to score. And they've done it in the last five visits to this ground. If, if I'm thinking City are going to win, I'm probably more likely to take the over three and a half goals because that covers a 4-0 win for City, but it also covers a 3-1 win for City. You know, and there's so many mouths to feed as such in this Man City sort of attacking lineup and the options they've got off the bench, you know... even even the games very rarely sort of just dwindle out with them and the interesting thing as well for Southampton wannabe backers they've conceded at least twice in each of their last seven away games and in 11 of their last 13 and that's against all types of opposition so I think you're right Pete I think there's going to be lots of goals in this game
0: Norwich, Watford next. Uh, Watford won this fixture 2-0 last time the two sides met in the Premier League. Uh, At home to promoted sides, Norwich's record reads 1-0, draw 0, -0, lost 2, kind of a a 1-0 defeat away at Arsenal. Watford away at promoted... One four drawn, two lost four, come off a two nil defeat at home to Wolves. Norwich, they've lost their opening four matches. Wolves, they've lost their last, sorry, Watford, they've lost their last three. So both teams are in poor form at the moment. Head to head, well, promoted sides when they face each other over the last uh, five seasons definitely favours the home side. 18 wins, eight draws, four away wins. My recordings though, are suggesting that there's some decent value uh, back in the away side. However, I can't with those those stats. It doesn't surprise me that your ratings are suggesting Watford here, Pete.
1: And I have a, a slightly different angle on Norwich's sort of results at the Emirates. Because if ever there was a time for a struggling team to go to the Emirates, a newly promoted team, to go and get something from the game... That was probably it. And Norwich weren't able to do it, no matter how closely they matched Arsenal. And I know they had a bit of late pressure and they could have probably snatched an equaliser. But if they couldn't get anything from that game, will they ever get one away at a big side? And I think Watford are going to enjoy playing on the break here. In my mind, I'm I'm thinking this could be a sneakily entertaining and high-scoring game. But then, when I go back and look at last season's meetings of the sides, they both ended in victories just by a one-nil scoreline for the home team. So maybe not. In those thirty games you referenced, newly promoted teams taking on each other, unders have gone twenty and ten to under two and a half goals. Goal line set at two and a quarter in this game. If I was going to make a bet here, Pete, I would probably want to keep Watford on my side, but I'm keeping well away.
0: Next up, uh, uh, Villa versus Everton. Recent head to heads, Villa have won two. There's been two draws, Everton not one. Um, a home to mid-table finishing sides, Villa's record's not bad. 1-5, drawn 2, lost 3. Villa have certainly improved over the last couple of seasons. No question about that. Uh, they come off a 3-0 defeat away at Chelsea. Everton away at mid-table finishing sides. Good record. 1-6, drawn 1, lost 3. Could off a 3-1 victory at home to Burnley. You know, Everton, they've started the season really well. They've scored at least two goals in their opening four matches. Indeed, they've scored ten and conceded four. My ratings suggesting there's some slight value with the away side. And, and I, I think that they're a good bet at plus a quarter of a goal. And I'm going to go with that.
1: Oh, Peter, me too. Um, this season and last, Everton have gone 12-5-4 on the travels. As you quite rightly say, they are creating and taking chances. And how big a surprise is that to you, Pete, with Rafa in charge?
0: Well, I, 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 I don't really know what to say. I, I, I think they really, well, they, they've, they've obviously, they're, they're entertaining as well, aren't they, at the minute?
1: They are. And now, you know, we, we can look at the standard of opposition. They've played. they've played Burnley, Brighton, Leeds and Southampton. OK, so people say, oh, well, they've not played anybody. Well... Well, yeah, but you, you can't you can't change your fixture list and demand to play against a good team early in the season to prove yourselves. They've won three, they've drawn one, and what has really surprised me, Pete, and I can't figure out for the life of me why this has happened. Money has come for Villa this week. This line open scratch. And maybe people have looked at it and saw that Everton went behind against Burnley and all, oh, maybe they're looking to slip up. And, you know, as I often, as I said the other week against Brighton, for one of the Brighton games, I, I said, I can't envisage this Brighton team winning three games in a row. And maybe the bookmakers are looking at this Everton side and, and looking at some sort of data, some sort of metrics and going, well, this run can't continue. I mean, Villa have kind of had their number. They've won two and drawn two of the of the four meetings over the last two seasons Everton have only scored twice in those games but I'm almost going to ignore those head-to-head stats here Pete I can't have Villa giving a, a quarter of a goal start here give me Everton plus a quarter
0: of a goal Brighton, Leicester next. Um, Leicester have had the best of this uh, recent season. they won three. There's been one draw. Brighton have won nought. home's top six size. Brighton's record's not brilliant. 1-1 drawn three, lost six. They come for a 1-0 victory away at Brentford. Leicester away at bottom half size. It's a good... Record this one six draw for lost not coming for one nil to beat a uh, home to Man City. Brighton they've won three of their opening four matches. They're they they're, they're playing quite well at, at the moment. But I think there's some good value here, Leicester. And again, it's scratch. I'm going to go. I go with this all the time. I'm going Leicester off scratch.
1: Oh, Peter. Oh, have you read my note?
0: No, <laughs> no. <laughs> I
1: I it kind of scares me. Not that we agree, but that. What what am I missing here? Leicester have won six of the eight meetings of the sides. The other two were draws. Brighton have only scored in three of those games. This line opened Leicester minus a quarter, but it's coming to scratch. Against top six sides. And I don't know what the bookmakers think of Leicester, but they are a top six side. They've been that for a few seasons now. Brighton have gone 5, 5 and 14 against top six sides. They've won just 5 of 24. Leicester, away to bottom half sides. Won 14, drawn 5, lost 4. Who is pricing this line off scratch? And in those spots, the two that I've just mentioned, the over two and a half goals has gone 29 and 18. And this goal line is set at just two and a quarter goals. Now, William Hill... Uh, offering the best price in the market for Leicester to win the game and therefore to be over two and a half goals in the game. You get that at 15 to four. So just a shade under four to one. But I'm going to take Leicester here off scratch, Pete, all day long.
0: I think it is a crazily
1: good bet.
0: West Ham Man United. Uh, next, um, West Ham uh, uh, have done reasonably well in this fixture. They've won two. There's been one draw. United have won two. Home to top six sides. Rec- uh, West Ham's record reads 1-3, drawn one, lost six. They cut off the nil-nil draw away at Southampton. United away at top six sides. 1-5, drawn four, lost one. Coming off a very good four and victory home to Newcastle. Uh, West Ham, they've scored six in their opening two home matches. So they start the season relatively well. Um, they, they, haven't, you know, they haven't lost yet I, uh, I, I don't see any value in the line Interestingly, when top six sides play each other 150 matches over the last five seasons 74 home wins, 36 draws 40 away wins you know, On the face of it, United, West Ham United look good Plus uh, three quarters of a goal But no value in the line for me Did you watch any of Man United earlier, Pete? Uh, no, I haven't seen today's match
1: OK, did Ronaldo play the full 90 minutes, do you know? I don't know. So I know he obviously started and he scored. He scored quite early. But I'm just wondering if we're going to... If we're starting to pay a Ronaldo premium a little bit for Man United. Because this line opened minus a half. And yes, they had a better result last weekend, Manchester United, than West Ham did. Um, but West Ham, they've had a good start to the season. And I don't think we should be, just be throwing that away... Um at the you know, drop of a hat. They're, they're unbeaten. Yes, Man United have won five of the last 10 meetings of the sides, but only two of the five in London. I mean, United are league leaders. I mean, that sounds great for United fans, but there's no way I'm laying minus three-quarters of a goal here, Pete. You know, the London Stadium's going to be bouncing, it's going to be a great atmosphere in there. Moyes has got them playing. Obviously, this is a big revenge game for him. Yeah, I'm not saying I'm going to back West Ham here, Pete, but I certainly wouldn't be backing Manchester United, especially now we've got these midweek European competitions going on. They'll be managing squads. And, you know, interesting to see what this line goes off at if Ronaldo doesn't start because he's 36. He's not done much pre season. And if he's suddenly going to start three games in a week, but maybe he's got that power to say he wants to play in games. I don't know, but definitely not touching Solskjaer's men in this spot.
0: Spurs, Chelsea next. Good looking game this. Uh, recent head to head. Spurs have won two, Chelsea have won three. Home to top six sides. Spurs record reads one three, drawn two, lost five. They're coming off that three nil defeat away at Palace. Chelsea, they've started the season very well. Uh, at home to top our size, one uh, sorry, away to top our size, one four, drawn two, lost four, come for a three nil victory at home to Villa. Both teams have scored uh, only once in, in in both sides opening. Four matches. So out of the eight games that both seasons have played, only one has seen both teams scoring. Um, top half versus top six, 103 home wins, sixty-seven draws, hundred away wins. Uh, I think there's some value here back in Spurs, but I, it, it's. I think Chelsea have got a little bit over them.
1: I would. Well, what I would say is, if you are considering to back Spurs here, folks, I'll probably hold on because. This could go to minus three quarters in Chelsea's favour, and you might get an extra quarter goal for Spurs. Um, Again, I've said this before, I'm not totally sold on Chelsea. I might be completely wrong. The interesting thing to me here is Spurs' performances against top six finishing sides. They've won 11, drawn four, lost 11 at home to top six finishing sides over recent seasons. And it's the volume of losses that puts me off backing them plus a half a goal. Or Sorry, should I say the lack of draws that stops me backing them plus a quarter of a goal. They appear to be either very good when they take on these big teams, or they're bad. There is no in-between. There is no scraping a draw. So you can get Spurs at 15-4, to 4, the Sky bet and bet Victor. Or you can take Chelsea to win the game outright. On you know, on the half a goal line. Mm. But what I would say is, if you do like Spurs, and you'd rather have that little bit of sort of cover of the draw being on your side, I'd hang on a bit longer, because depending on the other results of the weekend, you could see a lot of money come for Chelsea on Sunday afternoon, and you could get plus three quarters on Spurs.
0: Right, let's wrap this up. Uh, members of the Trade on Sports free service will have already been on Crystal Palace plus two goals uh, away at Liverpool. But we'll have to side, you know, not include that into the podcast today because obviously that's uh, um, plus uh, one and three quarter goals. So I'm going to go for Everton plus a quarter away at Villa and Leicester off scratch away at Brighton. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I've got both
1: of those. <laughs> And oh, cracky. People must listen to this and think we are twins or something. <laughs> and you know what? I'm gonna chuck in that Newcastle and Leeds game plus two, three quarter two and three I start again, crikey. Two and three quarter goals. Gonna take the over. It is contingent on Callum Wilson starting. Um, but by all accounts he probably will make the starting eleven for Newcastle. And I'm sure Steve Bruce will want him to play if he is
0: available. So yeah. I'll take that as well. Right. We shall be back next week uh, for another podcast. And uh, best of luck this weekend, everybody. Best of luck, everybody.